102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff and Ed Show. Hey, thanks very much. I'm Ed Clements along with Jeff Ward. Glad you're with us on this very, very chilly Thursday afternoon. Hate to have missed Jeff's first hour. I heard down the hall it was scintillating, engaging, engrossing, and very, very popular. Sorry I missed it. Glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I find this... uh, the the players association list of all these things so it came out yesterday Jeff, Jeff we are we are so what what do you say what's the word Garrett what's the word for it's not crack we're so in tune you think there's a lot of synergy here a lot of synergy because like I thought the Wall Street Journal story was great yeah, today yeah. on what the NFL teams are don't get that, that yeah, was fantastic it's, uh, okay so this has come out the players association is obviously players members and it, it's it's grown in stature and power just like everything else in pro football because there's just more money and so the players dues are making it more lucrative and stuff like that so they have uh, been surveying their own for a long time and because the NFL is just such a big deal now we're more interested than ever so yesterday yeah. it came out the worst working conditions in the NFL and of course at the bottom, were they dead last or next the to last? The commanders were dead last, yeah. and next to last were the Chiefs. Were the Chiefs, yeah. 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 Um, which should tell you everything you need to know, that you don't need a Taj Mahal to be really good at football. There's organizations that do, like the Jets and the Cowboys. They have these spectacular complexes that are modern and uh, state-of-the-art. And then there's the Chiefs that have the worst conditions, including showers with cold water. Grading the NFL teams... How each club performed on a survey of more than 1,700 players, and it was determined by treatment of families. How did they treat your families? Food and cafeteria, nutrition and dietitian, locker room and training room. The number one, Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. And they got A minus, A, 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 A. How'd that work out for them? Uh... They lost the first round of the playoffs to Kansas City. Yeah, who has the worst? Number two (laughs) were the Vikings. An A, a B plus, an A, A, A minus. They got a B plus in food and cafeteria. Let's go down. You want to know what the Cowboys did? Cowboys were ranked number 12. Okay. They got an A minus in the treatment of families. They got a B on the food. Families. Treatment of families, yeah. Jerry seems like he'd be nice to your oh, family. There's another story about Jerry and family. I know, today, I know. He's very nice. Yeah. A minus in treatment Apparently of families. Condoms at the American Airlines uh, ticket counter. They got a B in food and cafeteria, a yeah. B in nutrition and dietitian, an A in locker rooms, and a C minus hmm. in their training room. What the hell is that about? Is that. You know, they don't have many guys to wrap their ankles or um, hot stuff or cold stuff. I, I just finished a segment comparing them to Sears. So, The Cowboys to yeah, Sears? they Sears. I heard a really, really good deal with, uh, who's the uh, guy from Omaha? Warren Buffett. Okay. Warren Buffett compared Sears and talked about Walmart. Said Sears had access to more money. Yeah. They had a high rise in Chicago. It didn't have to die. Developers were just knocking at the door. We want you to be our anchor store. And here comes Sam Walton. Didn't have that ability to get money. He just outworked him and outsmarted him. And I think you may be right about the Cowboys, especially this year after the disaster against their their Sears. Their management style is Sears. Hmm. They're 
Everybody, just just always ask yourself this as an individual brand or wherever you work. Don't be Sears. Don't every, every be day Sears. work not to be Sears. Don't stand there in the retail center and say they'll come eventually again. Don't do it because they won't come eventually again. Yeah, adapt, adapt, adapt. Okay, back on this deal. Yeah. Can, I, can I mention uh-huh. one thing? I didn't realize this. Most NFL teams offer free daycare for players' children on game days. Some charge for it. The going rate for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is $90 a kid. 90 a kid? 90 a kid. While the Chargers Jeez. charge $75 for the first child and $50 for each additional one. That is crazy. These are multi these are multi-billionaires who own these teams and they're charging $90 a kid yeah. in Tampa Bay. And the players make a lot of money too, but still. Ninety dollars a per kid. kid. So, yeah. so that is so is that the entire duration? You you couldn't afford playing I, for the I, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'd lose Jeff. money every week. Yes. Every game day I would lose money. Yeah. I'd be minus five thousand dollars yeah. every so I'd have to quit. I say I can't play, coach. Why not? I'm gonna lose money on Sundays. That's why. I mean, is that for the entire duration of the game? Or is that ninety an hour? Uh, Maybe I should do that. I'll do daycare on Sundays for ninety dollars for the whole game. Okay, well, that's three, four. That's hours, not four so bad. Hours, I mean, yeah. I the going rate for. But still, you're dealing with billionaires. Yeah, it's a little billionaires. Yeah, a little harsh, but um, that's that's better than the going rate for a sitter. If you were to you know leave the sitter and stuff at the house, yeah, uh, which is you know looking the range of twenty plus an hour. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they also came out with a coaches survey, which is really interesting. Um, now, and they the the players' association list all thirty two coaches from thirty two to one, and you got to remember this about certainly coaching in the NFL, but coaching period. J- just because guys like you doesn't mean you're all that good of a coach. It doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. Now I think oftentimes they go hand in hand, but it's not an absolute. It's not. It's just like you've had good bosses. You may not have liked your boss, but you've had good management before. Uh-huh. You've also had people who really liked it, sucked at management. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful about assuming the player's list automatically means they're the best coaches, but they're not far off. They're not far off. More, more, I say. More. What do you want me to say? More? I want, I want, okay. D- what I think makes how you judge good, great, or bad coaches is really good or great coaches win different ways over time. That, to me, is how you can tell if somebody's a head coach because a head coach doesn't decide every play, a head coach doesn't design every defense or all that stuff, but you can judge them. Do they find way different ways to win? The genius of the Chiefs and Andy Reid is this past year. Oh, they're a completely different way of winning than they were two years ago. When they had Tyree Kill, and yeah. just, let's let's outscore everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll go uh, Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin. Now I know they haven't won championships, but they're always winning, and they they found different ways to win his entire time. Mm-hmm. Certain times he was there, they would light up the scoreboard. Then there was times when they were just great on defense. Even Belichick during that great run, they won in different ways. They won with some of the greatest offenses ever to play, and then they won with some of the best defenses. Saban, look how many different ways his teams have won over the decade. Exactly, with mediocre quarterbacks yeah. or great quarterbacks. Or great quarterbacks. Yeah. They went from having guys that were just functional quarterbacks, winning with defense and run game, to a time period when she's just churning out NFL prospects 
and they're scoring points like crazy. That's how I think you really can tell someone that's because all that matters is at the end of the day you win, right? And they'll just find new ways to win. Those are great coaches. They're not stuck in my way, my system. They'll go out and say, you know, we're going to lose that dude and that dude and that dude, so we better play better defense. And the Chiefs, the brilliance of this year, the Chiefs is they're giving up 24 points a game. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game completed 17 passes. Yeah, That's all he had to. That's all he had to do. Yeah. So I say that as kind of a qualifier for all this. So number 32 on the list, fired, Josh McDaniels. Number 31 on the list, fired, Ron Rivera. Number 30 on the list, fired Arthur Smith, Atlanta. Number uh. 29, Bill Belichick. Wow. Well, I can see that because a now, modern— These are the players picking yes, the, the best coaches. Yes, a modern-day player does not relate to Bill Belichick, where Bill Belichick says, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. But, Coach, no, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. But, Coach, no, this is what we're going to do. But surely, Dur, at some point— not that long ago, Bill Belichick had to be in the top three. In his career, he's probably gone from the top three to the bottom three. Do you think he was in the top three even though they were winning, but he was still a difficult person to deal with? I don't know. The documentary apparently is not favorable to Bill Belichick. The For those that haven't seen it yet, I think there's nine episodes. I think three or four of them have run. There, apparently, it's a great documentary. Of which I've watched none. The Patriot Way, right? The Patriot Way. The Patriot Way. And he hates every single second of it, mm-hmm. from what I hear. Um, Brady's apparently comes across as very open and honest. Um, well, Gronkowski said he would get to the parking lot. I don't really don't want to go in today. Yeah. I don't want to go in. I don't want to have to go in. Yeah. And that's a winning team. Right. That's a team that won many Super Bowls with Gronk and Brady. So uh, it's not it's not a good – this is why I don't think Bill Belichick coaches again. I think this documentary is going to seal his fate. If he didn't get a job this, this year, year – right. He's not going to get a job with Arthur. Oh, man, Arthur Blanks really liked him. Jerry could have made – could have pulled it. Could have pulled it. Tennessee could have done it. Any number of places could have done it. Uh, Robert Sala, the Jets, is number twenty-four. Who just like I feel like he's aging in front of us. Like his, he's he just looks and sounds miserable, and he should be. He 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 is miserable because they rolled the dice on Aaron Rodgers, and he hired new offensive coordinator Paul Hackett or Nathaniel Hackett. Excuse me. He's got a goofball owner and Woody Johnson. Yeah. And he's got a backup quarterback who's now going to be traded, who was the number one draft pick, first-round pick, I should say. And now he's got an aging quarterback and no backup, and he's got a lot of great young players, but not the guys that pull the trigger. Uh, also on the list, let's see, John Harbaugh is number 20. That's which surprising is, Which to is me. interesting. Yeah. Um, his team lost their mind in the playoffs. Sean Payton is 16. Super Everyone's favorite Brian Dayball of the Giants is 15. He probably was higher last year. They've kind of, yeah. the shine is off Brian Dayball. How about this? Frank Reich is number 14. He lost his job in October. He was coaching for the worst team in America with the worst <laughs> owner. Let me throw a drink on your face. But to think this survey just came out, they remember him? D'Amico Ryan's at 13. Houston Texans. Zach Taylor with the Bengals, 12. Mike Tomlin of the Steelers, 11. I think Mike Tomlin is a great coach. I wish he would have left Pittsburgh because I just think they need to change the scenery. Mm. 
It's been a long run. If okay. he gets a quality quarterback, watch out for Pittsburgh. I know. I think he's going to get Russell Wilson. Sean McVay, who's just really, really good at this, at number 10. Here's something that you have to appreciate. The players put Pete Carroll, fired by Seattle, 72-year-old Pete Carroll at number 9. Isn't that something? Yeah. He's so energetic and so youthful. That would have been a good hire by Jerry Jones. And I think he's a player's coach, yeah, too. That would have been a good hire by Jerry Jones. And I, I admire the guy. That because would have been a good hire by Jerry Jones. He, he, they got rid of Russell Wilson, and he stuck, and he supported, and all the way through with Geno Smith. No doubt about it. Geno's our quarterback. Let's go. All right, I'll keep going. Just to say it again, just because people like you doesn't necessarily mean you're really good at your job. Nick Sirianni of the Philadelphia Eagles is number eight. Was that with Big Dom or without Big Dom, his henchman? I, I can't think of anyone who's done a worse coaching job. <laughs> and, I, you know, we're hearing reports. We talked about that, that his life went to you-know-what when Big Dom left his well, side. Well, that, that just, that's just ridiculous. I don't know. Maybe Big, Big Dom was his blanket... Or is a henchman or whatever. According to the players, this is like having that really nice teacher that doesn't make you do homework and stuff. This is like, uh, I mean, you go through all the examples. The the, the babysitter that doesn't make you go to bed. That's what this is. Number six on the list. Babysitter in bed. Oh, I was thinking. Yeah, jeez, not not a not a video. Uh, Number six is Michael McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Wait, Jeff, you want to fire? You want to fire the guy that is ranked in the top six by the players? Yes, I do, because he's the babysitter that doesn't make your kids go to bed on time. I bring you some sandwiches, fellas. Who wants a sandwich? (laughs) Hey, Doc, how about a hoagie? (laughs) He's number six. Wow. I'm sure Mike's a nice guy at the office. And Jerry probably I told you he's a great coach. Yeah. I told you. Nick Seriani might be a fun guy to hang out with. You know what? What the hell happened to the those two, two guys two, in the playoffs? The two of them have melted down in the playoffs. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is number five. He looks like he's a player's guy because he you know, wears that flat build hat and okay. young looking and dresses you like realize a that coach. According to this, Mike McCarthy is number six, and Sean McVay is number 10. Mm. If I, I ask you, if you gave Sean McVay the Dallas Cowboys roster next year, would they be out of the playoffs in the first game? No. They would not. Of course they wouldn't. They would not. They would be very deep in the playoffs. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan is number five. Number four is Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins. Who Wh- is, which is perplexing to me because the guy looks like looks like he'd get his rear end whipped by those players because well, he yeah. he's meek looking he's got those glasses he's not a football guy but boy is he relatable off after watching he's hilarious a hard knock he's, he's hilarious he's, he's really really good <laughs> he's with really, the players he's um really good with it's the players an interesting life of his uh number three is the rocket scientist from mit dan campbell hey relatable he's been there okay energetic how'd that work out in that second half huh How'd that work out? Don't go. kick the field goal. Dan. How's that working out for you? He's a nice guy. They all kick said the, the same. He's a nice goal. guy. Yes. 
Yes, very nice guy, really cares about you, but your he buddy. To, he, he did not change his persona in the playoffs, which he should so, have. So I see. He should have, right. but I he hate kept that example. His pers- well, that's so example. Dumb, be, if you're going to be dumb, make sure you're dumb consistently. That, that's that's what people are saying. He yeah, I know, stood I heard. to his cause. Too. Every analyst, yeah. every former player would say, you know, that's just who he is. And I'm thinking, why is dumb an excuse? It's that damn... What it's do you like call saying that? it's like it's like arguing for Trump. Well, he really he really fights hard. What do you mean? Stupid is stupid. He's at the border today, Jeff. But he was he's not a stupid guy either. He's Donald Trump. He's not okay, stupid. He's a, he's a crazy narcissist. I'm he's, sorry. He's he's crazy. Well, yeah, I'll give you that. He's a narcissist. Today on the but border, Dan Campbell's decisions are stupid. Today on the border, You're football stupid. Trump started talking about Hillary. I'm going, what? What are you doing? <laughs> Stop it's talking about Hillary, and then he's Joe here. Biden. On the border, starts talking about global warming. Yeah, I'm going. What the hell? Yeah. One guy's talking about Hillary. The other's talking about global warming. That's our blue hair presidency. Oh. So Dan Campbell is three. Kevin O'Connell of the Minnesota Vikings is number two. That guy. <laughs> that guy's good. You know. I think so. Everybody seems to like him yeah. a lot. Okay. And then the lovable, cuddly, Andy Reid is number one. He wins. Yep. He allows his team to be creative and innovative. They have those plays. He'll, you know, it's it's sort of, again, they bring in plays. They go, okay, coach, what about this play, a trick play? Go, yeah. okay, let's put it in, that yeah. sort of stuff. But he still maintains control. Example of that is the Travis Kelsey going ape, you know what, yeah. during a game yeah. and knocking the old, almost knocking the old guy out. Did Andy Reid fight back. Did he sit him on the bench? No. He recognizes he's a good player. He's an emotional player. Let's keep on playing. Yeah, you know, so here's here's what I think is there's there's different ways there's different ways, not just different ways to win. There's different ways to manage. And Andy Reid is, is is another version of Patrick Mahomes to me. So Tom Brady's commitment was like Michael Jordan's. He really wants to go. He has to have a reason to cut your heart out. Like, they're super angry. They need to compete against you. Patrick Mahomes would go play a seven-on-seven game in a, in a park somewhere and have a blast. Sure. Andy Reid has a blast at football. Yeah. They, like, those two guys could go and have a great time designing stuff and coming up with stuff, and I just think they're on the same page in terms of they're fearless and how much they enjoy what they do. Right. Does that make sense? True professionals, yeah. Yeah. They enjoy so Mahomes can walk over there yeah. and say, blah, 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 blah. Go, yeah, it's cool. They have fun yeah. with it. Yeah. I just really think those guys could go coach a high, it could be in high school. They would have mm-hmm. a good time yeah. playing. Brady would win by having to find a reason to cut your heart out. Mahomes just wants to go meet you outside and go play a game. Mm-hmm. They love the game. They just like want to play. I feel like Andy Reid just wants to do some stuff. Yeah. He, he has that. Somebody sticks in the right people. Right. And then he goes and gets a defensive guy that he knows it. I mean, remember, they won with defense. And I think it's fascinating, their move this week to get rid of their, I guess, you consider Montez Valdez-Scantling the number one wide receiver. Yeah. He had a bad regular season, but a good postseason. But that takes a lot of stones to me to say, sorry, it's not personal. Here's how good he it's is. business. They let a 2,000-yard oh. receiver out the door. Yeah. Tyreek, goodbye. And still won. The yeah. most dangerous player in the NFL. Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes are the most dangerous combination since Montana and Rice. Give imagine two, imagine yeah. those two this year. Imagine what they do to you. 
They and let that me, dude. They let that dude walk out the door, and they still won a Super Bowl. To me, Tyree Kill, Jerry Rice was off the charts, but Tyree Kill had that extra. Yeah, he's more dangerous. Beep, beep, beep. Right. Speed. But they let that guy. No way. Yeah, we don't have Jack here. We got yeah. Travis Kelsey, and that's it. Yeah, we got a bunch of dudes playing receiver over there, and they still won. They still won. It's <laughs> ridiculous. They still won. I mean, Cowboys fans are whining because their best cornerback got hurt in July. The Chiefs watched their offense walk out the door, and still said, "Oh, okay. Well, let's do some stuff with these dudes, yeah. and this we'll figure this out." Someone will step forward, yeah, which they sort of did. That kid from SMU sort of yeah, did. Mean, they'll figure. They'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, Patrick, guess what? We'll just complete 17 passes. We'll win that way. We'll just have better cornerbacks. Right. It's just, that is, that's remarkable. Again. That, the best player walking out, the second best player for them, but the best player walking out of most NFL doors takes that team back four or five games. On the road, they defeated Buffalo. They defeated Baltimore, and then they win the Super Bowl over San Francisco. Bam, bam, bam. Not Giving three up no more than 24 yeah. points. Bam, bam, bam. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, uh, Garrett says we need to take a break. Oh, he did? After this he didn't break. didn't say a word. He, well, in seeing radio, Jeff, I don't know if you notice, because I don't you're notice. sometimes self-absorbed. Yes. There are hand signals. <laughs> hand there are hand signals. signals and Garrett crap. gives me, this is a signal. See that right there? Oh. That huh. means let's break. You know or what? this means let's break. Break. You know what? I've never seen anyone do that. Garrett, have you yeah, ever done right. that, that loopy? Every day. You do? Every day. Every day he does it. You just Is that right? are so engrossed in your notes. Yeah. And you trash know. on your desk. Trash. Some of the trash comments. You've done this circular thing, but like, woof, woof. Like, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Woo, 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 woo. What other hand signals woo, are some? My job, so. What hand signals am I supposed to notice after 20-something years? Uh, I, I, break, I'd like that. Cut. Yeah, that's cut. cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah that break. 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 Oh, look break. at that one. That's neat. Break. Look yeah. at that, man. I'm Often the play calls over here. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've not paid attention to one single one of those. Thanks. Yeah. Just I'll let you know if you didn't know it already. We'll be back with more on 1027 ESPN right after this. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. Check out the podcast page at 1027ESPN.com. Now back to the Jeff and Ed Show. Still looking at this Wall Street Journal deal about the players, comments about the facilities and stuff. You've told me many times, and I, I think you still believe this, at college campuses like Texas and A&M and Notre Dame and USC and whatever. Not that, Notre Dame. Not Notre Dame? No way. No way? Yeah. Okay, Texas, <laughs> Oklahoma, A&M, USC. Yeah. Uh, Clemson, the facilities in Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals stopped charging players for dinner. A flashpoint in last Yeah, they charged them for dinner. Uh, the Bengals are the only team, according to the NFLPA, that closes the cafeteria on players' off days, even though many come to the facility. At the University of Texas, it is unbelievable with the service those not only football players, baseball players, basketball players, and men's, the the dining facilities, yeah. the nutritionists, yeah. the training facilities, yep. the equipment. And you always, what's that story when you were trying out for the Houston yeah. Oilers? Yeah. So there will never be, you're never pampered, you would never be pampered more as an athlete. Every moment, everything you want is right there with somebody to give it to you. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, I, I make fun of them having 8,000 lockers, but I come from that world, too. I live, I live the pampered Taj Mahal life. You eat like royalty. Right. You, you get whatever you want. You, you, are, you walk into the training room, and there's five trainers on top of you to take care. In the NFL, you have to ask for someone to meet you. Mm-hmm. So, but on the, on the cafeteria uh, department, yeah. they used to let uh, guys like me go have, have lunch with the football team once a year. Yeah. Why? It, just because bonding, stuff like that. Bonding. So we'd say better things about them when they oh. were losing. But you'd go there, and it would be— Did you sit with them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, blood. Hey, yeah. bro. Okay. Word to your mother. But, yeah, you'd go there, and you know I'm a big fan of that certain cafeteria down the street. Starts with an L, ends oh, with a Y and S. Oh, yes. Oh, Lubies. yes. The great the, Lubies. This is th- their facility over there. in Lubies? Last week. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. And I like Lubies. This makes Lubies look like oh. the minor league. Yeah. O-M-G. Yeah. Custom-made salads. Yeah. Anything you want. Anything. And it's healthy, too. Anything. It's healthy. Anything. Anything. It's just, it just blew my mind. Yeah. It's, you will never, ever be pampered more. Yeah. And there's a the golf team over there. There's a women's volleyball team. There's a football team. Yeah. <clears throat> you want to know a story? What? It was just football players where I was. Really? Yeah. The really? rest of you stay out. <laughs> you go to your own place. <laughs> I mean, it's, there is a pecking order, but it's true. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, because NFL teams, the stuff you're talking about, I know this is going to sound crazy, but they are relatively small businesses where money is an issue. They care. They want to make more. They want to make more. The goal of football factories or Blue Bloods, Texas or Alabama or someone, you know, any, anyone like that is they want to spend more so they can get more. I yeah. don't spend any. They'll just over the top spending. Right. It's every joke about any star, any like, um, you know, the, the legend has it. Remember back in the dot-com booms and busts, they would have these. One of my favorite business books is a book, is a book called Eft Companies. And a guy wrote it about companies he'd worked for that had gone under, and it's brilliant. And he was talking about how many of these companies would, you know, they go out and raise capital, then they would have a fireworks show for $2 million and burn through all the capital. Yeah. Crazy. College football is like that. It's like, yeah. you're, you're not until you're out of it. You, know, you get used to living that way. Like, this is just how life is. So I get in the NFL one time, and I walk over to the to the locker room cage, which of course is you know a tenth of what I was used to in college. Cage the spaciousness, where the equipment was right. Yeah, the cage is the is where the equipment is kept. The the space, a college locker room. The, the each position has movie theaters. I mean, theater seating. You you would like you would throw up on your shoes if you saw how extravagant. Things are at Texas, or probably you know some uh, Georgia or someone like that. To Oregon is what I hear is uh, unbelievable. Oregon has their own barbershop. Yeah, they got a barbershop. I, I, so I, I walk over and I go, uh, guys, his name's Buck. I say, hey Buck, uh, could you grab me some so and so size X and Nike, please? He goes, what? So yeah, yeah, no, no, I want the Nikes, the uh, the newer whatever they were called at the time, the newer version. Yeah, what? I said, yeah, could you get me size X and Nikes? He goes, are you effing kidding me? I said, wait, what? what? I go, well, what's wrong with Nikes? He goes, hey, kid, this isn't Texas. You buy your shoes here. Oh, my gosh. I said, I thought, oh, no. I haven't purchased football equipment in years. <laughs> like the sixth grade. Yeah, I could. I mean, I could walk in every day at Texas and have 
I know I did. I bet I had 12 pairs of shoes. Mm. It didn't matter if I had 100 pairs of shoes. They'll get them for you. Mm. So it is, it's so extravagant. And, and, you know, it's like most smart companies don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. These NFL teams, the owner is saying they run businesses. I'm not going to go spend money on that stuff. They're rich because they don't like to blow their money. Kansas City's locker room had chairs with no backs in them. They like stools. They had no chairs. What do the Texas locker rooms have? Oh. They have mahogany chairs with these foam things in them. Mm-hmm. They have videos in each of the locker of the player. Mm-hmm. Like every day you walk in and see yourself in video. The Chiefs have a stool. A stool? <laughs> yeah, they have a stool in front of the locker. Yeah. It's... Uh, Andy, could we have maybe a chair? Right. No soup for you. Yeah, no, that's right. No, no backs on your chairs until you win another Super Bowl. You win three Super Bowls, you can get backs on your chairs. I, I actually think I hate to sound like an old get off my lawn guy. I do think there's a correlation between at some level that stuff is too nice. Mm-hmm. The country club is too nice. Well, that was a you know it's almost like a, you yeah. appreciate this. It's like one of the great things about European golfers is they've had to deal with a lot of conditions. Right. Life's the, not perfect. The courses are not all manicured. Yeah. yeah. They're not rich kids who've yeah. been raised in the right. perfect country club. Right. College football blue bloods are the ultimate country clubs mm-hmm. for sports. How can, can you imagine going from a Clemson or a Texas or an Oklahoma and going to the Washington Commanders and going, what Yeah, I, what, I did what, it. What's I mean, going I couldn't on? believe it. What's going on I went here? to the. I was in Atlanta run by these two knuckleheads who inherited the team from their brother at the time, right before Arthur Blank had them. I couldn't believe it. My locker was tiny. Um, there was a there was a stool there. That was it, and it's cramped. And it was it was just nothing like I'd been from. Yeah, some and a lot of guys are like that too. There was you know well there was our quarterbacks from Oregon at the time wasn't as extravagant, but I don't think anything's extravagant as Texas. And it's so bad. Some of the team said there was not any hot water in the showers. Yeah, now that now that would be a bummer. Can you imagine an NFL team? With the billion dollar boys club, and they don't have a locker room with hot showers. It's just time to go to work, man. But it's time to get cleaned up. I've got hygienics. Well, cold water's good. Yeah. At, at, if you go on a recruiting visit at Texas, they'll scrub you at the Four Seasons. Who will? Whoever. <laughs> whoever it takes. Whoever yeah. it takes. You're staying out. It doesn't matter. Money is no extravagant things are no uh, Object, mm-hmm. um, because it's an arms race. That's part of the deal to get some of these fine young student athletes. Oh yeah, they want money and they want they want f- cool things in the locker room. They like all that smoke show when they run into the field. Yeah, they like all that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. You know what Mahomes and Kelsey like? Rings. Mm. Let's go to work and get some rings. Well, they're able to get the the cool things. You know, Mahomes' house is fantastic. I was going to say, $300 million helps, too. He and Brittany's yeah. house is pretty good. But, I mean, I, I mean, there's at some point, I'm going to sound like get off my lawn again, it's good enough, right? I mean, at some point, that, that, that's good enough. That's enough already. And I do think there's a point at which you go over the top. And I think that's one of the problems that college football coaches are starting to run into. The pendulum has swung so far. These guys are not only just pampered now, they have no obligation or no to anybody. Mm-hmm. They'll just bounce around from place to place. Yeah. They're total mercenaries, spoiled mercenaries. Well, look at what our, our new Bond, the new wide receiver, when he came, why'd you come? 
Business decision. I mean, business. You know, no, no one in the NFL says, "Listen, if I don't get a good shower, I'm leaving." Mm-hmm. No, they'll say, "If I get a good contract and bonuses." Right. College guys now are they're into all the wrong stuff. It's like college students. I remember I had some students every now and then. I couldn't believe it would come up and say, you know, I'm interviewing at so-and-so company, and I'm thinking about going here, living in New York, but I got to ask them about benefits. And I said, what? Your first question is about the benefits? Mm. Who the hell cares? You shouldn't care. I'll go sleep in your chair at work. But, you know? Isn't that old manish? Does that sound old man? That sounds a old man. No, right? they looked at me like I was an old man. I'm sure she probably got the benefits and the stock options, and that's why millennials are now the wealthiest generation of all time. So what do we know? Mm. But, right, I mean, there's there's something to that, though, that I do think there's a softness that comes with too much. Well, that was always a wrap at the end of the Mac deal. It was more yeah. a country club, and also during the Charlie years, when people would get that scholarship to Texas <laughs> and say, take a deep breath, I've made it, I'm at Texas, and yeah. they never got any better. Yeah. Which I think now that's out the window. I think people are getting better. For the Texas well, the incentive is now it's not it's it's the greatest internship you'll ever have to get to the NFL. That's right. what guys are thinking now. Right, and yeah. they've got Steve and some good coaches, and it's a stepping stone. Story today out of uh, the Indianapolis where the combine is going on. They're doing the defensive line today. Started about an hour ago, and Tavondre Sweat of UT. Getting reviews because they say he's bouncing around. I saw something on he's CBS. Bouncing. He's okay. bouncing around. Okay. 330 pounds, bouncing around. That means he's 50 pounds less than what he was playing at. It's a quick 50 pounds he's, he lost. He's bouncing around. What's that diet you do? Is he on that? Soda, the yeah. chosen weight loss. Yeah, with that. If he's a member of the Dallas Cowboys, he'll be on that. Okay. But, he, but uh, yeah, he played heavy. Okay. But he was bouncing around. Also, this is from Indianapolis. Despite a rocky sophomore campaign from quarterback Kenny Pickett, Steelers GM... Omar Khan still expressed confidence in the 2022 first-round pick. I have full faith in Kenny, Khan said today at the Combine. He's shown us some good things, and obviously there were some issues with the offense. I'm excited about the impact that new offensive coordinator, the said Arthur Smith, is going to have on him. Arthur is very optimistic about Kenny, and they communicated, and like I say, we'll have some strong competition there. We'll see where it goes. Strong competition there. Hmm. Uh, you got to get a better quarterback, Steelers, or you're not going to win right. or be in the pretty, area code I'm in your sure. division. I think they might know that. Yeah. You think they do? Uh, here's at Texas Hardball on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. Cages don't exist anymore except maybe at middle schools. Texas has a barber. Texas has whatever you want. They have a barber? Okay. Texas has a barber? I guess so. Bro. I don't know. Uh, Mills Rod, at Rogers Speak says, maybe having bad facilities makes you tougher, comma, Jeff. Mm. I, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, to a degree, I'm all right with that. Um, mm. At, here you go, pro golfers are better at what they do than any other pro sport. I agree with that. It's harder to make it in golf point zero 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 one percent than any other sport. And this is a baseball coach talking. I kind of agree with that. Man, it's difficult. What it's only was it seven percent of high school athletes make it to the college level, and then it gets worse. Well, the and debate worse. was about the you know they did this thing on ESPN yesterday. It was really funny. Um, didn't mean to be funny, but it turned out to be funny. The hardest 
thing to do in sports. Hit a baseball, hit a well, golf ball. But that ball. all depends. I mean, like if you pitch, hitting a baseball off you is easy. If Verlander, well, well, thanks a lot. You've never seen my curveball. You've never seen my Brownwood spitball or my slider, have you, dork? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, it's harder. Where, during my prime, you couldn't well, touch no me. No prime. I mean, like right now, my, hitting off Mark Verlander would be really hard. Hell yes. Okay. Yeah. So just saying hitting a baseball, I mean, being a pro at certain sports, I agree, being a, a successful professional golfer is probably the most difficult thing. Because you have to be so good at physically hitting the golf ball, but in golf, it is yeah. between the years, my friend. It's mental to be to, the reach, that, to reach that level, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the ultimate level. There are a thousand guys you see at the driving range, or I see at Muni, you go, damn, that guy's got a good shot. But when push comes to shove, when it's tough, can they mentally make that shot, make that putt, make that chip? On ESPN, it was claimed that curling. Curling? Curling. You know what that is? Oh, sure. We've the been ice. offered to go down. They've, what are you talking op- about? What curling? are you saying? I've never heard any of well, that. Well, that must have been the other host. Okay. They, they offered us. <laughs> remember that, Garrett? What? They offered I wasn't us. here. You weren't here either? No. What are you okay. talking about, man? We were offered, the guys that down at the Chaparral Ice offered to come down and teach us curling. Throw the yeah. deal. Yeah, the stone. You didn't Cigarette. go? <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. We'll go down there and do it. For do $100, it. I'll beat you at oh, curling. Oh, of course. Of course, it's for money. Well, yeah. sorry. Yeah, is it all money. about money with you, Warren? <laughs> I got money and wine and chicks. Is it all that? I need the money. Yes, it is always about the money. I need it. Yeah, they've invited us to go curling. They got cigarettes and scotch? Jeff, these are serious people. I'm sure they can find you some cigarettes and scotch <laughs> if you want. <laughs> I said curling is the easiest thing. Man, ice is slick there, Kimosami. So what? Well, so what? Big tree fall hard. Oh. <laughs> You're sliding on your knees, man. You got to stand up to start. Then you get to your knees. If every day, you got to do something every day for the next six weeks. Here's a way to think of this, everyone. Every day for the next six weeks, you could practice one thing. Curling or three things. Hitting a baseball or golf ball. You'd be better at curling than the other two, no doubt. Easier to Easier to pull off, I bet. With that golf's stupid hard. broom, golf's hard. Yeah, and if if I if I'm taking if I'm taking pitches from Verlander or Nola Ryan, scared, I'd be scared. Okay, well, yeah. a broom. Yeah, like you'd be the sweeper. How hard can that be? Can't be hard. Yeah, that that part can't be hard. The but shovel, like, the puck. You think it's hard? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's like shuffleboard. I know. You, okay, I'm just kidding. So if you got drunk every day and played shuffleboard, shuffleboard. you'd be pretty good at shuffleboard. You could you could go and practice at the batting cage all day, and you're going to not hit one pitch out of a hundred. Oh no, it's you'd be scared because the ball hurts. Yeah, at Michael two zero zero six six eight. I don't know, Jeff. Pushing a broom on ice and not falling after seven mooseheads is very tough. Moosehead beer? Yeah, it's Canadians. They smoke too, don't oh, they? Oh yeah, it's required, isn't it? Here you go. Toughest thing in sport. Three, hitting a baseball. Two, consistent golf for 18 holes. Um, 12 minutes on the clock. Quarterback. No, two minutes on the clock. Quarterback take the team down to score. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, baseball hitting hitting a major league pitcher would be exceedingly difficult. And no, 
I don't want to be carrying the ball and face fill-in-the-blank across the way NFL player. I'm not going to do that. Would you rather sweep the ice against the Swedes or four minutes left, you're on the 12 against the Steelers? You're talking at me about yeah, what well, I that's can... who I'm looking. Yes, yeah, so I'm well, asking you. I'm a little older. I don't know if I could <laughs> maneuver on you know the length of the field in two minutes. I don't have my arm. You know, that would a, be terrible. Run a five yard hitch. You would be killed. I'm giving it to you. you would be dead. Yeah. Down, set. Ah. Yeah. You would be so smashed. I'd be the sweeper <laughs> against the Swedes, the Swedes because the Swedes don't. Hit you. Yeah. They couldn't put you in the hospital. And, uh, like, sweeping has no age. I mean, right? Sure. I mean, how many calories are you burning out there sweeping? 12? I don't know, Jeff. I've never swept. Swept. Who are we going to play? Is it? Well, are we competing against each other in this competition for money? Or are we playing somebody else? I think it's doubles. I think. Doubles? Really? I don't yeah. want to play with someone else. Well, that's too bad. Well, you got to be a good sport, man. It's not all about you. Yeah. It's not all about you. <laughs> okay, I got I'll you were take, skates I'll or take spikes Pizza or Boy. What? You can have your daughter. Okay. I'll take Pizza Boy. Okay. That I'm gonna motivate him. Okay. Okay, we win this. You're yell get, at my kid. You're getting pizza, pizza all the pizza. You're yell you at want. my kid to play. I'm not yelling, I'm just motivating. I don't know how to motivate that young man. <laughs> oh, you, Soccer jerseys gonna, and pizza. Right, you're gonna bribe him. You're going to put gonna pizza put, at the end of the curling little thing that's there. That's it, yeah. And, and then take it away if he doesn't do well. Sorry, young man. Jersey. You're not eating tonight now. No food for you. That's right. Okay, we got to take a break. After this break, more on 1027 ESPN. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. You're listening to The Jeff and Ed Show on 1027 ESPN. Well, uh, this NFL owner is not your everyday owner. Jerry Jones back in the news today. I don't know if you touched on this in your three to four hour, did you? Did you touch on it? I've predicted that the Cowboys are going to have a new partial owner for over a year now. You know that? I didn't know that. I have been predicting that the one thing legally that this young woman wants is not just for a hug from her dad, a little piece of the action. Well, the judge. And I think she and her lawyer have been angling for that for quite some time. Go ahead. A judge has upheld the decision requiring 81-year-old Cowboy <laughs> owner Jerry Jones to take a paternity test as part of a legal dispute with a 27-year-old woman who says the billionaire is her biological daddy. A Texas judge today, or excuse me, yesterday, rejected an appeal from Jones of a 2022 ruling in a paternity case brought by Alexandra Davis, who previously alleged in a separate lawsuit that she was conceived from a relationship Jones had with her mama in the mid tiny She was she midnight. Yeah, she was at work for an airline, right? She yeah. She worked at the uh, American Airlines ticket counter for in Little Rock. Davis dropped. Apparently, the, they don't have condoms nearby. In March 22, Davis sued Jones in yeah. Dallas County, asking a judge to void a legal agreement she said her mother, Cynthia, yeah. reached with Jones two years after she was born. The 1998 settlement allegedly said Jones would support them financially. He did. As long as they didn't publicly say he was right. Alexandra's father, something the married owner of the Cowboys has denied. 
Okay, so I know this story. He has been, for his 16th birthday, he bought a Range Rover. He worked out a deal with mom, I guess, I don't know what age or how little she was, that he would, he's been paying for her and her mom to travel. He's been buying them cars. He has been financially supporting them this entire time. Okay. She now, I think, I figured it out. It took me a while to figure out, wait a minute, if you're, if you're, Fake dad or real dad is giving you all that stuff. What do you want? And I now know what she wants. Well, the settlement allegedly called for Jones to pay Cynthia Davis $375,000 and for Alexandra Davis, the daughter, to receive a certain monthly, annual, and spending funding from a trust until she was 21, as well as lump sum payments when she turned 24, 26, and 28. Yeah. And attorneys so about for Jones to run said out. she's received millions of dollars yeah. from Jones in her lifetime. Right. Wow. He's lived up to his part. I mean, say what you want, but he's paid his part. Yeah. I don't think that's what she wants. I think she wants a piece of the action. She wants a seat at the table with Stephen. She wants to say, Daddy! Yep. Oh, my god. I'm gosh. in the skybox. Because, can you blame her? You know what, old man? I'll tell you what I'll take instead. Give me 10%. Ooh, 10% of a multi... 5%. A, a, fi, a five... 5%. What, what's it, what are they worth? Well, how many billions now? 10 billion? 10 billion. 10 billion. Wow. She'd that's, be, what I, that's what I've been... I think the angle has been for quite some time. Because he has, I mean, say what you want. I mean, he's more... Apparently, he's, his lawyers argue they've itemized how much he's given them. He's more than given them enough money. I mean, yeah. more than what they agreed to. Yeah. He's and got, then she keeps coming back, and I think I know why she keeps coming back. Because one, you know, she kept saying, "I really just wanted my dad." I'm thinking, no, you really just want ten percent of that franchise. He's got Stephen. He's got his son Jerry Jones Jr. I don't think he's involved. Me a, a crowded. And then he's got the daughter, yeah. who's the brains of the organization. I met her. Her yeah. son is a walk-on for Texas. She's a brilliant woman. The brains of the organization. She's the one re-signing Dak Prescott right now. I don't that's know. Not very brilliant. I don't know if she is or not. Somebody's doing it right now as we speak. She's the brains of what? Yeah. What'd you say? They are in the process. I just read. Stephen Jones said it yesterday. I, I talked about it for 30 minutes earlier. This is why they're Sears. They are now in discussions to extend his contract, which don't, they don't have to do. No. You don't have to do it. Uh, what happens if you don't? What? He'll demand a trade. Okay, next year. We'll see. You know why? Because next year, if it doesn't, if you lose the first round of playoffs going into next year, goodbye. Mm. It's over. It's all over. I. He led, led. Okay. The league. I know. Twelve wins in a row. You last know how years. many people are going to be walking out of the door next year, win or lose, a bunch. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a completely different looking roster. I, I, w- I would say. Would you sign it right now? Would you try to do it? Stipulations. I would sign him now, <laughs> not to our gargantuan deal, but I would sign him at a lesser price and say, I'm bringing you Mike Evans, I'm bringing you this, I'm bringing you that. They're not going to bring him Jack. Because they're the windows, the, Yeah, the window's closing. Mm. You're the Rams of a couple years ago, you just don't have a trophy. But Take the that. Rams let that, let that sink are in. still competitive. No, no, they weren't right after, were they? They blew themselves for, up. Well, for a year they okay, were. They, but they I'm were saying, injured, this yeah. is why the Cowboys are Sears, and the Rams are Amazon. Mm. 
The, Ram, the Rams said goodbye, everyone. Okay, so but long. Let me throw this Walk. at you. Go, go, go. Don't We're going to get a new group. Don't you? But, but he didn't get rid of Stafford. He didn't get rid of the core people. He got rid of running backs. But what happens at quarterback? Do you draft or you deal? I think the I mean, to me, look, I'm a Dak Prescott defender, but I'll figure that out once I get through this year. Because the world on the other side of this year, it's a completely different landscape. If you if you don't re-sign Dak now, what will be his mental outlook about, they don't want me, they don't care for me? I'll tell you what Blank his mental caring. outlook will be. He'll be playing harder to try to earn a deal. Mm. That's what it'll be. A la Lamar Jackson. Yep. Yep. Mm. Hey, you want to be the richest player in the NFL? Go balls out. Let's see it. I want a deal now. Well, go earn a bigger deal. It's just, I don't, my opinion is, this is why I think there's, you can't commit to anything at this point because you don't know what, I think you're going to end up firing your coach. If they go, they do the same thing they did a year ago. Would anyone think it's a good idea to come back and do the same thing with the same people again? No. 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 You'd blow it up and say, my gosh, we got to figure, we got to go a new direction. But Jerry's 81 years old. That's why he's serious. They're going to do this. And that is not no disrespect to Dak Prescott, who I don't think is their problem. I'm just saying you could not, in February of this year, lock yourself into a $300 million deal with a quarterback who may have nothing around him. There's no guarantee CeeDee Lamb is employed by the Dallas Cowboys next March. What no about guarantee. Mike? What in about fact, Mike? I think he's probably gone. Mm. Micah Parsons? I don't know, I guess. But they're getting $30 million more in infusion. Okay. They're going to need it. All right, we got to take yeah. a break. That's just my opinion. I mean, yeah. I just, I, I just think it'd be, it's separate to the young woman and who wants her dad. Yeah. Well, he wants, he wants dad. I think that. Do you agree with me? She's cut off now. Yeah, she's she's, she's cut off. She's twenty seven or twenty eight was the cutoff. Twenty eight's right? a cutoff. So yeah. she's now looking for the next. She's she's cut off. Yeah. He gave her a Range Rover for her sixteenth birthday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I believe he gave the mom one too. The loving, yeah. loving Mrs. Man, how do you explain miss? that back at the house over dinner? I see this bill, Jerry, about Range Rover. <laughs> exactly. Who got the Range Rover? It's willing well, to go buy somebody a bottle of wine or something. But yeah. You're. What is this? Two hundred thousand dollars to a Milan? Yeah. What is this, Jerry? Well, honey, and he's been married to his wife for, since nineteen sixty three. He got married before he left college in Arkansas. Well, he was at the ticket counter long enough. Must have been the greatest 15 seconds of old Jerry's life there. I love you. I love to fly American Airlines. <laughs> Can I fly you? Can you imagine? I'm Jerry it's just Jones. Gross. It's just I'm gross. Jerry Jones. It's gross. Back with more right after this. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN.